Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me is the guy who's just goofing, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, Cortland. Hey, Brandon. Just I'm just having a goof. Just goofing. Just goof. We're all just a bunch of goofs. Big old goofs. <laughs> oh, so how you doing this week, Brandon? I'm actually not doing that bad. For the first week in what feels like eight, nine years i'm yeah, only a little it was bit like sick. since jake and the leprechaun you don't sound like shit anymore which is really good yeah i just sound a little bit bad that's it's a real improvement you only sound like your normal shit self <laughs> <laughs> sorry i was just having a goof <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm just gonna adopt that into my everyday life now i love it I do too <laughs> it's my favorite so what have you been doing this week Ah, oh, a little of this, a little of that. Nothing too exciting. Yeah, me neither. It's been a it's been a rough week for me. I got moved over to first shift, so I've just been working and then sleeping, and that's about it. But I got to spend time yeah, with the family the more, so that was pretty good. That is good. But yeah, so uh, we we got a garage sale going on, and unfortunately, I don't have anything in there that was from Archa, like from when me and you were friends back when I lived with my dad long ago. I know. wasn't anything super exciting in there. We did sell that bacon wave, though, so... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I know. Somebody bought it. <laughs> Just couldn't make room in your life for that. No, we had to go. <laughs> Somebody bought it for $2. <laughs> <laughs> it was either us or the bacon wave. <laughs> um, But aside from that, I thought about starting, playing, starting to play Borderlands 2, but... I just haven't done it yet. I seen you got a trophy on there, so you did something. I got the first trophy for getting the first gun, which only requires you to walk a few steps and pick it up. Aha. Uh-huh. So you <laughs> did start it. Yeah, my problem with Borderlands 2 is that I really like the game, but I can never... Oh, uh, that in... is a big problem. <sighs> Ooh, yeah, right. But I can never really get into any of the classes except for the Siren. So that's the only one I ever play, and I just I've done it so many times. Yeah, the classes, it's always weird. They should just let you make your own class. That would be cool. Like, entirely. They wouldn't be able to balance anything because everybody would pick the same thing because it would be the best. Yep. <laughs> That's what everybody does. Min-maxing everything. All up in this shit. Well, that game's really just about shooting people for hours and hours and hours anyway. That's true. Did you ever play the pre-sequel? Yes. Was it A good? A few times, actually. It's not terrible. That's all I've ever heard about it. It's like, well, it's it, not the worst game ever. Well, do <laughs> I want to play it? Eh, you know, it's like, a pretty ringing endorsement. Yeah, I mean, it probably won't kill you. <laughs> yeah, I looked. I started that up, and I looked at the classes, and I was like, uh, hmm. Is there a siren? Boring. I forget. I don't think so, unless I just couldn't. You know, like, you'd have to play it to find out if it was the siren. I remember you can play as Claptrap. Yeah. Uh, there was, like, a, a Texas, yeah. a, a sheriff lady, um, a guy who was, like, half a robot, Claptrap, um, a gladiator woman, a uh, handsome Jack, and then, like, some baroness girl. Oh, I don't... Uh, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, they all just seemed uninteresting and i think that's because none of them were the siren which is the only class i want to play what about borderlands 3 does that have a siren if it doesn't have a siren i probably won't buy it (laughs) it's got like a it's got like a beast master class or something it's gotta have a siren because there's like six sirens in that game now it's got just pick one of them oh do you want to get into this episode no let's just talk about borderlands (laughs) this is a borderlands podcast now (laughs) Oh, so right, let's talk about the tale of the pinball wizard. All right, let's let's do it. All right. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like this episode. I thought it was great. Is this the one that you've been hyping up for like six episodes now? Yeah, that's one in the dark music. When I told you there were two that were really good in this season, it was dark yeah. music and pinball wizard. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they were. I enjoyed this one a lot. It's. It's fun. It's yeah, a exactly. fun episode. There's it's so much scary, shit that but happens. it's fun. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's just enjoyable to watch because there's just so much shit that happens. Just like nonstop, and it's great. The acting wasn't so bad in it. 
Um, I thought the characters were fairly so? likable. Well, um, I gotta I liked say, Ross. Uh, I think Ross, the main character, is a terrible actor. <laughs> there was one part where I thought he was good, and that's when they get attacked in the store. Uh, the whole time, I was just like, man, this guy is bad. <laughs> I don't know what he's done since, so if the guy who plays Ross is listening right now, like, I'm sure your career has been brilliant and you've just gotten better and better but man you stunk you really sucked when you started out okay is it because he like narrated everything he did no he's just he was just bad like all of his deliveries were not believable and they i'm sure we'll have a clip of his deliveries and it's just no no ross (laughs) i think i think i can see where you're coming from I still thought he was a good kid, though. Like, at first I thought he was going to be, you know, uh, like a like a douchebag friend, but... A good kid? He steals money from... He does not... Wishing fountains. Okay, all right. <laughs> and pay phones? That's when I thought he was going to be a douchebag kid, but... He's a bad seed. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Well, let's get into this. <clears throat> yeah, let's, let's start at the beginning. Let's get it. Yes. End to the beginning. The episode starts with David at the campfire, and he's playing this fat original Game Boy, which is impossible. Yes, period to play. appropriate. You can't play that by a campfire light. That you can't. That's Fuck not, no, you can't. You can't play that. I couldn't play that right now with with like I, I'm partially in sunlight right now, and I couldn't play it. He would have to put that in the fire to see what he's playing. Yeah, yeah. At least be <clears throat> like have your back to the fire so that you got some of the light. That would be impossible yeah. to play. As bright as those woods are, like, all the time. <laughs> it does have floodlights he, in there, yeah. He would not be able to play that game. No. And he's very serious. Yeah, he looks straight addicted to that game. He's saying, like, oh, just a few more points and I can get the key. Betty Ann's looking at him. She's kind of watching him play this game. And she's got this windbreaker coat thing on that has essentially every color of the rainbow on it. It's Very stylish, I thought. It's very... It reminds me of, like, Betty Ann is bringing it. <laughs> right? Uh, David's just about to get that sweet key when Eric comes up from behind, and, and he's saying, what's this button do? And he pushes it, and... Um, Fucking Eric. It resets his game. I, what button on a Game Boy just resets the game? That's what I'm saying. There's, like, four buttons. There's only f- four buttons, yes. <laughs> and which one is the turn off the game instantly button? The only one that is I can think B? of is the one at the top. <laughs> that's not a no, button. That's like a you, switch. You push that button to get the points to get the key, Brandon. He didn't come up and like, oh, what's this power switch do? Yeah, it was Although really he dumb. would, because Eric's a fucking asshole. <sighs> it's just the producers not knowing about video games. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of this whole episode, as much as I enjoyed it. Yeah, right? David looks really pissed about that. Oh, man, he gets... He gets his heart shattered. He just really wanted to get that key. He looked, when he was playing that game, like his life was in the balance. He's like, if I don't get this key, I'm going to die. (laughs) And then it gets all erased. Eric runs away and he just takes his seat. And Frank comes up to David asking him if he's got the key. Which, you were right there. You knew it. What? (laughs) What are you talking about? You watched it get reset right in front of him. But he takes the Game Boy away from David anyway, as David contemplates suicide. <laughs> he's never getting that fucking key. Yeah, he's just gonna lean forward and just collapse into just the fire. Lay in the fire. <laughs> he's just like, "Well, that's it, folks." Just be like, "See, uh... final story <laughs> submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society: The Tale of the Burning Boy." <laughs> So Frank grabs that Game Boy and he goes and sits down next to Kristen and he's telling Kristen that getting the key is going to be a piece of cake and she just goes off on him saying how stupid video games are. I don't see how you guys can get so into these dumb games. I mean, they are just games. What the hell's her deal? I don't know. This is a club about telling scary stories in front of a campfire. Like, entertainment's entertainment. Just because somebody has entertainment values on something that you don't like doesn't mean you get to shit talk them. Yeah, she's like, they're just games, and it's like... Now, somebody tell me a story. (laughs) Yeah, the stories you guys tell are just stories, so what the fuck's your point? (laughs) Kiki pops up to tell Kristen she's stupid and how playing games is awesome, 
It's like a battle of good versus evil. You got to be smart and fast and always think three steps ahead. And most of all, you got to have a lot of patience. And then she looks over at Frank, who's playing it, and has absolutely no patience because she grabs it away from him saying, hurry up, it's my turn. Kristen says it doesn't even matter if you win or lose. And we look back over at David, who says he just wanted to get that key just once. He's like, I don't know what the stages of addiction are. He's having basically, what I'm saying is he's having withdrawals. Yeah, he's on suicide watch. (laughs) Well, that's what Betty Ann's over there for. (laughs) Yeah, she's got to like hold him back. Yeah, he's he's just slowly dropping into the fire. And she's like, no, no, don't do that. You have everything to live for, David. Think of all the stories you could be saying right now, David. So then Kristen loses her fucking shit, and she's yelling at David. I don't remember what she says, though. She's just incoherently screaming at David. (laughs) And then she asks who's going to be telling the story tonight. And Gary walks up behind Kiki and grabs the Game Boy, saying, I am, and let's fight about this later. Late as usual. Yeah, he was just waiting for the perfect time. So Gary's got this Game Boy, and he says, Kristen's right. When you play a game like this, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. You can just press reset and get a new game and another chance. And I think he pushes the reset button on the, the front of the game, and it's like, bleed doop <laughs> that's, that's like the one video game sound effect they have in their library. It is, because these are the same sound effects as when Christine was playing her game in front of the TV in The Tale of the Dark Music. It's the same sound mm-hmm. effects. Gary continues and says, but what if it really did count? Imagine if you had to beat the game or the game was going to beat you. No resets, no replays, and no second chances. Uh, Then he gets that sweet monkey bone dust and tosses it into the fire and the tale of the pinball wizard begins. My brother, he collects pinball machines. Really? He's got a bunch of different pinball machines. Yeah. So I was super excited for this episode. Huh. And uh, like he's got like a Terminator 2 one, um, like a Star Trek one. Uh, what else does he have? I think he has a Metallica one. He's probably going to get mad at me because he listens to this every week and he's going to be like, you don't even know what pinball machines I have. <laughs> uh, an Adams Family one. And oh, I can't remember the other one. That's a ones. classic. He's got a lot of cool ones and he loves to like tinker with them. He puts in like new lights and makes them like super flashy and just replaces parts and stuff. It's like his hobby. He loves it. Yeah, and he's really good cool at playing pinball. Well, you should have had him as a guest on this goddamn podcast. Well, it's 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, and he's got three kids, too. <laughs> Man, I don't think everyone can make time it. to talk about old 90s horror shows. If we were to have him as a guest, today would have been the day. And I, I don't know, I just didn't ask him. I asked him if I could talk about his pinball collection in the episode, and he said, yeah. So, And he's like right. our number one fan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, but anyway, all the things that Gary says, they don't really... I don't play a lot of pinball myself, but these aren't pinball-specific things. These are just general video game things. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, the story would have made more sense if it was, like, an old 80s arcade machine. Yeah, if it was, like, Gauntlet or even just, yeah, like, a they, Nintendo if game. If they made up some fake-ass fantasy arcade game and we're like oh i've gotta save the princess like that would make sense i don't play a lot of pinball but he goes on and on about like all this story there is and yeah when you're playing a pinball game it's like okay you get it up here you get a million points and then this opens and like and then you're yeah and then your ball drops back down and you have to do it again yeah things happen but it's not like you know level seven the dragon comes out and (laughs) fucking burns you alive see this is where my brother's probably going to be like uh you obviously haven't played pinball because there's this you know there's this just role-playing game storyline for every yeah, every board rich background yeah and i can't really say that that's not how it is because it, like i said i don't play pinball that much yeah i don't know shit about pinball i used to not like pinball at all until my brother started getting into it and it's because of sonic spinball because <laughs> I, I was just gonna say game <laughs> I was just going to say the opposite, that the only pinball I liked was Sonic's pinball. I hate that game. And, I think and I've only played the first level, I think. Nobody has gotten past the first level. That spooky dragon in the water or whatever? Man. I hate that. I can think of the music right now, and I hate everything about it. Man, I want to play some Sonic's pinball oh when this podcast ends. I think I got mad at it because it wasn't a regular Sonic game. <laughs> well, I mean... 
you don't go into a game called Sonic Spinball expecting it to be. Well, I probably didn't know what pinball was before Sonic Spinball came into my life. And I was disappointed because I suck at pinball. So the story starts and we're showing a mall with a, the sweet escalator and just a bunch of people in it. Yeah, that's I think that's probably the most dated thing in this show so far is, this... is a mall full of people. Oh my gosh, yeah. Have you been in a mall lately? Um, I, not really, but the last time I was in- Of course you haven't. <laughs> nobody has. The last time I was in our mall, there was like nobody in there, and all, all of the good shops are gone now. The arcades are all gone. Last few times I've been to America, I've gone into a mall for one reason or another, and it's just a fucking ghost town. Yeah. It's like Dawn of the Dead, but with <laughs> less zombies. <laughs> Slightly less zombies. Yeah, there's like nobody in it's our ridiculous. local mall anymore, and they even took out the GameStop. There's no video game stores at all in the mall anymore, which I know isn't like you know end all be all, but now it's basically just really stupid stores and like a shoe depot. It's boring. Yeah, back in the day, that used to be where you hang out. Yeah, not anymore. It's kind of crazy because in Australia, it's totally the opposite. The malls are just packed really yeah like more than i've ever seen in america like the ones here just crowded people all the time dude okay our mall our mall in our in our city is so bad now that the taco bell got taken out the fucking taco bell is gone yeah they don't have enough business to support a fucking taco bell if you can't get people buying tacos then just knock that building down just pack it up you're done (laughs) The whole mall. <laughs> yes. With all the people in, still inside, just boom. <laughs> it's done. So someone over a loudspeaker is telling the parents of Timmy Bell that they got to go to the information center. And I just thought that was funny that they included that because it was really stupid. <laughs> and then we're shown the entrance to the mall and in walks this kid. And um, Gary's voiceover tells us that this kid's name is Ross Campbell. And he was on his own a lot. He knew how to take care of himself. And we're showing that Ross is checking a line of payphones for money. And he found some. And he's like, cha-ching. Yeah. Do you think Ross has parents? No, I don't. I think he's fucking Aladdin street rat style. <laughs> That's what it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't give him the Aladdin title, though. He's more like those poor, starving children that Aladdin gives bread to. Except he'd steal the bread. He's the guy who comes up after Aladdin gives them the bread and leaves and... Steals it and runs away. <laughs> Gary continues saying if there's something that he wanted, he'd do anything he could to get it. And then the scene switches and Ross is going down the stairs. Yeah, he's like avoiding these people that are just in these very, very plain white clothing. Super plain. He looks over the rail and the camera zooms in on a shallow pool of water. So like a fountain. And it has some old coins in it. It like zooms right into those coins. And Gary's voice tells us that Ross does pretty good for himself. But on this particular afternoon, he was about to go a little too far to get what he wanted. And unfortunately, he was going to get it. Ross gets excited about seeing this money in the water. And he starts running down the stairs to go get it. Which is super rude to do. People throw their money into the wishing well and make a wish. And you're just you're just going to jump on in there and grab the spare He's change? He's stealing their wishes. <laughs> it's I've never ever in my whole life seen anybody... Like, reach into a fountain and grab money out of it. It was That was crazy. No. But something even crazier happens. He reaches down into the pool of water. He grabs a coin. And then this homeless-looking lady comes out of nowhere and, and grabs his hand. And she's like, give it to me. It's mine. <laughs> Freaky. It's crazy. What is... I would not want to go to this mall. No. Ross is like, no way. And he fights this fucking lady for a single coin. And she's like, Put my side first. Yeah. It's like, lady, there's a whole fucking fountain of money. Just if you want some, go get it. <laughs> Apparently it's up for grabs. Take a swim. It's just free money for everyone. Just jump in there and get a couple coins. Leave a quarter, take a quarter. <sighs> Their fight is broken up by a mall security guard yelling at them from the third floor of the mall. And Ross is just like, he just gives in. He gives the old the old crone the money, saying that she needs it more than he does. And he runs up to the second floor and hides behind a 
glass case holding a super soaker in it. Mm-hmm. And it lingers on this gun for a long time. Yeah, you know that shit's going to be important. Yeah, that is Chekhov's squirt gun. <laughs> the mall security guard just somehow doesn't see Ross. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's because the guy has an eye patch on. <laughs> yeah. And, and he ran by him, like, on the side that his eye patch is. Who uses eye patches, though? Like, I don't know. He must have got something in his eye. People with one eye. <laughs> what the fuck do you think? <laughs> uh, well, anyway, the guy didn't see him, so Ross is safe. He gives that super soaker just this loving look, and he moves on. What mall just has a glass display for a weird-ass-looking super soaker? It was the early 90s, and the super soakers were, like, all the rage, and everybody wanted one. Oh, yeah, they were hot shit, but still. It's like it's, you know, the rubies of Babylon. <laughs> so, um, the my brother that has the pinball machines, he also bought, like, these retro super soakers. and <laughs> No shit. Yeah, he's got all this cool stuff. He's awesome. Dude. It's like the most relevant episode for <laughs> um, Next you're gonna tell me like oh he's trapped children in video games before too. <laughs> I mean I don't know if he has, he could <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's got these these cool like retro gigantic super soakers. Back when they were like, you know, oh this thing can hold a fucking gallon of water and you can shoot it in a and a sphere at your friend <laughs> all in one <laughs> shot. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So he showed me those, uh, like last summer or something. He bought them. Ross walks into Mr. Olson's shop, which has like this lifelike statue of a dude with a mace in its hands, which is weird. What does he, what does Mr. Olson even do with it? Like, what does he sell? Don't no what is this shop? He's got like a unicorn head. It looked to me like those those pottery stores where you can go in and you buy the pottery and then you paint it yourself and then they, you know, put it in the kiln and you get your masterpiece. Yeah, I was trying to figure out this whole episode what this shop is, why it exists, what customers would come into the shop and purchase things. There's, like you said, the pottery looking things and. Yeah. He's got a pinball, he's got this pottery looking stuff, and then he also repairs things kind of weird it it doesn't make any sense no it really doesn't it's kind of like I, I feel like he wants it to be an arcade they should have just made it an arcade though yeah if they had an old 80s video game machine that <laughs> sucks him in or whatever like yeah it could have just been an arcade <laughs> they had to they had to be like okay we need like it's called pinball wizard we gotta have a pinball machine and we have to have a, a reason for this stupid music box so uh he repairs stuff and also he sells, like, unicorn heads. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Sounds great. So he, Ross walks in, and he sees Mr. Olson, and he's like, hey, did you think about giving me the job yet? And Mr. Olson's like, yeah, I'm not sure I want to hire anyone anymore, kid. And Mr. Olson places the throne music box that he's working on back into a golden box and puts it up on a shelf. And Ross tells them that he'll work cheap and that he's real talented. But Mr. Olson says, real talented in what, playing pinball all day? That's the only talent you've shown me. hey He starts to walk away, but Ross follows him into the back room. And we see some of Mr. Olsen's wares. Like I said, it's just a bunch of stuff you sell to someone so that they can paint it. It's really weird. So Ross is following him right into the back room, the employees-only section. And Ross is like, Hey, Mr. Olsen, that's cool. I got plenty of talent. And you can trust me. You never have to fire me like you did Steven. Man, I want a story about Steven. They mention mm, him I, a few times. They What's do. What's the story? Well, he got fired. <laughs> but why? That's got to be a good story. First he got hired, and then he got fired. Mr. Olsen looks at him for a second and shakes his head, and like some music starts to play a little bit, like this is going to be important, but it really doesn't... It comes up again, but not really. Ross looks and, around and sees a pinball-looking object under a blanket. So, of course, he starts to uncover it a bit, and he's asking Mr. Olsen if it's a new pinball machine. And Olsen tells him not to touch it, that it's a collector's edition, um, and it doesn't even work because it's missing a critical piece. And then he tells Ross to go play the games outside. And he shoes Ross out of the back room. So, Ross starts playing this pinball table, and he gets to play it for like five seconds real time 
before Olsen walks out and says, okay, time to close up. And he just unplugs that pinball machine. That's a real dick move. He's like, go play pinball. Nah, fuck no. I'll wait for you to put your quarter in and then I'll unplug it. <laughs> he did too. Because Ross didn't get to play like any of that. Olsen says that it's three o'clock and he hasn't eaten lunch yet. And he tells Ross to get the fuck out. And Ross says, no, no, no. This is the perfect time. I can watch your store while you're away. And Mr. Olsen's like, no. But Ross tells him to give him a chance. A, a new customer might come in. And if I'm here, you won't lose <laughs> no out on any business. going in there. I know, right? They don't even sell anything. That shop is nothing. Also, what's... Just put a lunch... Or put a sign out that says out to lunch and they'll just come back later. Which is what happens anyway. Yeah. So Mr. Olsen agrees and tells Ross to sit down, not to touch the register or any of the merchandise, especially the new game in the back. Ross asks if he can go to the bathroom, and Mr. Olsen says no. And he tells Ross he's going to give him one chance. If Mr. Olsen trusts him, he gets the job. If not, he's out of there like Steven. Steven. Yeah. So if he's not allowed to touch the register, what happens if somebody does come into the shop? Oh, that's a good question. I thought that too. I guess he just you pockets just tell him the money. To go? <laughs> he's just like, hey, put a quarter in the pinball machine and get out. <laughs> I'm not sure. Ross agrees and Mr. Olsen walks out of his store to get some of that 3 p.m. lunch. And immediately <laughs> Ross picks up some stupid thing on the counter and he puts it back down and he looks around for like a second, see if Mr. Olsen's around. He goes in the back and he uncovers the new pinball game and it looks lame. <laughs> we knew that's what he was going to do. I mean, yeah. But the, let's talk about this pinball machine thing. I think it looks yeah. stupid as fuck. Yeah, it looks real shitty. Yeah, it's got like a a king and a queen on top of it and like a, a witch that's got one bug eye and it's all like in a big heart looking thing. It's just... And the music that it plays is stupid, and it's just dumb. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play that. I would look at that, and I would say, mm, I'll go play the one up front, and I would recover it. Yeah, seriously. But Ross doesn't do that. He puts a quarter in it, and it turns on, and he's like, whoa, three, three levels. levels. I gotta get up there. <laughs> and there's some really crappy sound effects coming out of it. And he flips the ball, and he starts playing it, and it's so loud that Mr. Olsen can hear the sound effects from the outside of his shop. And he, like, smiles, and he laughs a little bit, I guess, and he walks away. Yeah, very Not ominous. creepy at all. I'm sure he's a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> Back inside, Ross sucks at pinball, and he loses right away. And then the door chime sounds, you know, to signify somebody came into the shop. And there must be, like, a little tiny bell somewhere. I didn't see it, but, like, this bell noise is just like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and i'm just like fucking jeez <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be such a rare occurrence that he gets a customer that when someone comes in they gotta make a big fucking deal of it yeah they're they've been in there so many times and you're the first customer we've been here for 30 years i was gonna say that you know it ends up being a girl and um she must have gotten in there a lot and Mr. Olsen just does not come out from the back because he's, you know, jerking it or something. And so she just knows instinctively that she's got to smash that bell to get him to fucking come up front. So Ross is annoyed, but he goes up to see who it is. And he comes from the back and we see this hottie hot body at the counter. And she asks if Mr. Olsen is in. And Ross just stares at her saying, uh, no, but can I help you? And the girl says she left her music box here and that it should be ready today. And Ross is dumbfounded, but attempts to look for it. He asks her what it looks like, and she asks him if he really works here. And Ross is like, Yeah, I'm in charge. And he he grabs the paper from her, and he says her name, Sophie. And Ross tells her his name, and then they stare at... And then he stares at her for like five full seconds, and it's really awkward. And she does some great acting here, but she's just kind of like, Mm-hmm, yep, yep, mm, yep, yep. Uh, okay, so the music box... <laughs> She's like bobbing her head and everything. Yeah, Ross is just bumbling through this whole scene. And he's a bad actor <laughs> in the best of circumstances. But like trying to act dumb. Yeah. He somehow comes off even dumber. I agree. Yes. Ross laughs and asks what it looks like again. And she says it's a throne and a golden box. Sophie sees it and she points it out. So Ross grabs it saying, oh, Mr. Olsen is always misplacing shit. 
And he takes it out of the box and looks at it. And Sophie asks if it's really ready. And then Ross collapses like a house of cards. The jig's up. He just couldn't stand the pressure. <laughs> he does. I was like, you know, this part happened. I was like, okay, good on you, Ross. He's like, I'm the the boss. I, I'm in charge here. Are you really? No, no, no. Don't tell my mom who doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know you don't like his acting, but I said, you know, good job for you, Ross. You were honest and... I like Ross. I like Ross, too. He's a ne'er-do-well, and he's not a good actor, but <laughs> I like him as a character. And his name is normal, which is a plus. You know what? His name is actually the same name as the actor who plays Gary. Wow. That's not that impressive of me to know, but it's the truth. Well, Gary's the one telling the story, so... I know. I wonder how awkward it was. That'd be like me telling a story and my fake Midnight Society name being, you know, John or something. And I'm like, and then Cortland was walking through the, the mall. I feel like that'd be awkward. Yeah. Just imagine fucking Day-Day. <laughs> that scenario. Is Day-Day Betty Ann actress's real name? <laughs> I don't know. Is her name like Day-Day Stevens or something? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look it up. <laughs> oh, well. So anyway, the jig is up and he confesses that he doesn't actually work there. He's just looking after the shop for Mr. Olson, who will be back in an hour. And Sophie says she's got some shit to do, so she'll just come back. And she leaves. And the pinball machine in the back just flashes to life and it just starts making a whole bunch of noise like, fucking, play me. <laughs> so he puts the music box back and walks over to, to go play some more fucking pinball yeah like man i was uh on ross's side when mr olson was like fuck no you can't work here but after seeing his work ethic the second mr olson leaves the shop i gotta say i can see where mr olson's coming from here yeah i can see why he doesn't trust children this is probably exactly what steven did too goddamn steven So we're given this nice montage of Ross playing uh, this pinball machine, just muttering stuff about the game to himself. He's like, oh no, zombies again, but no water? I think that's what he says. I tried to replay it a couple times, but... Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, then he says, this time I'm going to crown the princess. And he keeps putting more and more quarters into this machine, and it makes it seem like this kid's been playing this pinball machine for just hours. And and he gets to the second level finally, and he's like, oh no, the witch, where did she come from? And after a few more fading shots, he gets to the third level. He's got the crown, he's got the throne, but where's the princess? And then the game laughs at him as he loses, and he says, they have it, I'm finished. He's playing pinball though. This is, what? Yeah, I don't know how any of this is happening I, I would like to see the pinball table as that's happening. Yeah, and it's just too. a ball rolling around and he's like, <laughs> oh, fucking zombies. <laughs> like, I get that some pinball machines have, like, you know, graphics and stuff that <laughs> when you hit, like, the right bumpers and shit that it displays it. And, you know, you have, like, objectives that you can do in them. But uh, nobody plays pinball like this. I mean, I've seen my brother play pinball and he wasn't like, oh, I gotta get the Terminator. Like... <laughs> He just fucking shuts up and plays pinball. He concentrates. That's why he. Lo- that's why Ross loses. He's not concentrating. He's busy narrating. No, when he's, he's just making up fucking this hallucinating this grand adventure <laughs> while a ball's rolling around. Yeah, he's just making shit up. It's probably like a freaking Muppet Babies pinball machine, and he's like, "Oh, the fucking the witch. Bigfoot is gonna get me." anyway he walks back to the storefront and then out the door and the mall is dark and empty so he runs to the entrance and tries to leave but the doors are locked and then a payphone rings and he runs over to it as um some kids toys light up all weird like for some reason and he answers the phone hello who's there look i'm watching this got an umbrella and then behind him in the fountain, it just starts raining quarters. Yep, now you know some shit's up. So Ross runs over to it, and he holds out his hand, and he catches a few of them um, as we're treated to just a... This com- kid is just obsessed with quarters. He just wants to steal them everywhere he can. He wants them for pinball. So uh, we're treated to a commercial break as, as Ross is grabbing the quarters. And then back from break, Ross is just jumps right into the fountain, 
shoes on and everything, and he starts picking up the quarters from the ground, and then behind him, some dude in a suit with some sunglasses and a bowler hat is just walking by him. So Ross says, excuse me, sir, and he grabs he grabs his shoulder, and then another dude in the same outfit grabs Ross's hand, and Ross jerks away, and it rips this guy's hand right off. And Ross yeah. Ross starts freaking out, and he, and he throws the ripped hand onto the floor, and then just a bunch of a bunch more dudes in the same outfit come just filing out of the shadows. Yeah, these are like robot men in black blues brothers looking dudes. Yeah, right. And um I think when he when his hand gets ripped off, it's really like dusty. Yeah, it's weird. It is. What are these meant to be? They're meant to be the zombies. But they don't look like zombies at all. No, not at all. They look like dudes dressed i call them gentlemen zombies they look like the kind of guys you'd see on the street in a city like doing the robot (laughs) yeah you give him a quarter he's got quarters that's what they want (laughs) they all start to walk towards ross and there's a ton of these guys but they all stop because there's just water on the floor so ross tells us as the audience they're scared of water and then we hear some someone calling for help and the camera shows up on the third floor. There's Sophie up there. And some dude is trying to grab her. And she tells Ross. Ross! Get the tiara! Get the tiara from the vault! Save the key! And she drops down a key uh, just as the guy pulls her away. And the zombie-like gentlemen start to go for this key. But Ross like literally hops into the fountain and starts splish-splashing water their way. Which they don't like. And they back away, and they're gone now. And he grabs the key, and he gets some like a, a sweet little victory jingle. But then he wonders where the vault is. So he goes over to some lockers in the mall, and he starts opening them up. And I don't really, what were they trying to do here? He opens the first one up, and it just like shits this green baby shit vomit right into his face. Yeah, I think it's meant to be like oh. You picked the wrong one. Here's your, you know, yeah. you lose. It reminded but me. He of, gets to just keep trying. It reminded me of the Zebo doors, but stupider. Yeah. So he gets shit on with that green baby shit. The second door he opens up blows smoke into his face. It's really stupid. And then the th- yeah, who cares? <laughs> He's inconvenienced for like one second. Yeah, and then just keep keep retrying. Right. The third door he opens has a hairband in it, and. He gets another victory jingle, and then the escalator behind him powers on. So Ross goes up to it, and he heads up to level two. Once he gets to the top of the escalator, his face isn't covered in shit anymore. He's not wet anymore, and the hairband turns into a tiara. And also the quarters in his pocket turn into marbles for some reason. He must be so pissed. He stole those fair and square. Yeah, now they're marbles. You can't can't play pinball with marbles. If I opened my wallet and all my money turned into <laughs> fucking jacks or something, oh man. That would be ridiculous. I just like poured my wallet out and it was just dice. Yeah, right. I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> Not again. I can't play pinball with this. <laughs> Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your best buddy and your local mall security. Thank you so much for listening to our 13th episode of Up All Night, covering the first season's finale of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I can't believe we're already done with the first season. We've hit a few milestones this week, and I'm so excited about it. We got over 100 followers on Twitter, and we also got our first 1,000 downloads of the podcast this week. As you may know, to celebrate all these milestones, We're doing a giveaway of the complete first season on DVD. If you haven't entered into the giveaway, well, there's less than a week left to get entered in. There's a link available in the Linktree link in the description for this episode. And speaking of the Linktree, if you click it, you'll find a link to our Instagram and Twitter accounts for easy access to those. If you just want to search for us on those platforms, we are at Private Island Presents on Instagram and at PRVT Island on Twitter. If you're feeling chatty, you can always send us an email. We'd love to read anything you want to send us, uh, you know, within reason. Our email address is privateislandpresents at gmail.com. 
We have a lot of fun stuff in store in the near future, so be on the lookout for that. If you're enjoying the show and want it to grow, let somebody know about our podcast. Word of mouth is one of the biggest contributors to podcast growth. You can also leave us a nice and shiny five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That way others can see how awesome we are. As always, I'd like to thank All Hail the Badger for his work on the music for our show and Brandon for the artwork. For now, I'll let you get back to the episode. I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening. This has been really incredible. Uh, And I'll talk to you guys on July 23rd when we'll announce the winner of our giveaway. And we're doing a very special Season 1 wrap-up episode. But for now, I'll see you guys later. Bye! Sophie calls out from behind him. She somehow got away from that guy. And she's telling Ross to to follow her. And Ross is like, wait, Sophie, what the fuck's going on? But he just chases after her. She runs through a door and down a hallway. And Ross tries to catch up. But he rounds a corner and this green witch looking lady is there. And she laughs at him. And oh, I put in my notes, oh, where did she come from? You know, mimicking what Ross said while he was playing the pinball machine. Is this witch the same woman who was trying to steal the quarters from him earlier in the episode? Yeah, and the guy that was grabbing at Sophie when she dropped the key, that's the security guard. Yeah, I caught that one because he's got a goddamn eye patch, so... Yeah, basically this this episode is The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, (laughs) you're not wrong. Yeah, Yeah, this is the the homeless woman that wanted that quarter. What did you think of the witch? I thought she was pretty cool. Yes. Like, I like, you know, later on it shows her hands and she's got these claws. I thought that was pretty cool. I think she's good at being a witch. The acting was good. She's got a good cackle. Yeah. The, like, makeup effects weren't the best. Yeah, they could have been better. But with what they're working with, you know, it's not too bad. It can only go up from here, right? (laughs) I don't know. (sighs) So Ross just kind of stares at this witch for a moment, like literally just like stares at her and then starts backing up and we see behind the witch and Sophie is getting carried away by some other dude. Sophie's just getting carried away all episode. She's, she just gets carried away, gets taken captive and then just appears in other spots. It's really weird, but I don't mind it so much because there's so much action happening that I didn't even care. And it, it kind of makes fun really of He doesn't really care about Sophie anyway. No, he doesn't. When she first gets kidnapped, he barely reacts. He's like, huh, so Sophie's getting taken away. All right. Okay, so Sophie yells at Ross to save the tiara and get the throne. The witch hisses at Ross, who backs up some more, and then she starts blowing wind from her like from her mouth. She's basically the, the big bad wolf. She huffs and puffs and blows him down the hallway and out the door. And he falls to the ground, and somehow the witch is right behind him already. And she grabs the crown with these, like, claws that she's got. And and she holds it above her head, and she's laughing, and then she teleports away. Yeah, She disappears in a cloud of mystic vapors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really weird, but I don't mind it. It's okay. Ross gets up and hears Sophie yelling for him again. So he tries to open up the door that he just go- got blown out of. But he can't open it anymore. It's locked. But from the other side, Sophie tells him to go get the music box. Even though she was getting carried away. But whatever. So he goes into Olsen's shop. And we're shown the dude with the mace who's still on display. So, of course, that's not going to come back to us. And Ross runs over to the music box. And he goes to grab it. But he hears the noise of like somebody struggling in the back room. So he decides to go investigate. And it's Sophie somehow. She's... She's chained up, and her mouth is, like, gagged. And he's like, Sophie, how did you get here? And he he takes the gag off of her That's mouth. a good question, Ross. It really is. How the fuck did... What? How did she get there? Whatever. He uses the key that he got from her and unlocks her chains. And he asks again, what's going on? But all she wants is that music box. She says, there's no time. We got to get through this. They go back up front. And they grab the music box, and she says, okay, now we got to get the tiara. And and Ross is like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna. But then they get attacked by this dude with the mace, and he smashes a bunch of Olsen's shit. And I, I found this part really, really funny, because Sophie is looking in the direction the guy came from, but doesn't scream until he's basically right next to them. 
I was like, she just have the worst eyesight. <laughs> she just wants to see some action. She must, because they barely make it away from this guy with the mace, and she should have seen him walking towards them before reacting like that. But the kids run out of the shop, and they hide behind a pillar. They look up, and they see the witch with the tiara, and she's about to put it on her head, but they pull out the music box, and they play it, and then the tiara disappears from the witch's hands. And then the witch says, They must have the throne! But for a long time, I thought she said they must have the phone. Which I was like, what? (laughs) That's the hidden item in this pinball game. Yeah, the telephone. Then she hisses some more, and we cut back to Ross and Sophie. And Sophie puts the music box into a trash can and says, If anything happens to us, we can't let them have both. And Ross is like, what? Both? And Sophie says, yes, the throne and the tiara. We still don't have the tiara. And Ross starts to say he's not going to do anything else um, until she explains what's going on. But then they get attacked by the same guy with the mace again. And the same exact thing happens. She's looking in the direction that the guy's coming from. And she doesn't say anything or scream at all until they're basically being slapped with that mace. Sophie's the worst. She wants him to die. She's working for the witch. If you, if you guys didn't know it, at this point, he is in the pinball machine. He doesn't know <gasps> it yet because he's an idiot. But I, yeah. that wouldn't... I guess that would make sense because she would be part of the game. And the game's going to... Pinball machines want you to lose so that you feed it more quarters. So Yeah, I've got questions about the whole logic of this entire endeavor. But we can talk about that at the end. Okay. So the kids narrowly avoid that attack. And Sophie tells Ross he needs to get the mace. He asks why, and she says that he has to play the game. So Ross goes over to get the mace, and he dodges this guy's attacks, who just yells at him a bunch. It just growls at him, and um, he ends up grabbing the mace from the garbage can, and Sophie and Ross run away from him, and they see the tiara just floating right next to them for some reason, and Sophie says that they got to play the game again, and he's got to get the crown She's just barking orders at him this entire time. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. She's like an annoying, like, video game side character who's like, hey, listen. (laughs) She's like the kid, like your little brother who's like, come on, Brandon, you gotta gotta jump, jump, Brandon, jump, 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 jump jump to it. (laughs) Get your coin. Like, shut up, I know. (laughs) This whole episode reminds me of The Wizard, the movie where the... You know, the dad in it. You watched that with me, didn't you? I think so. Okay. I understand if you don't remember any of it, because I don't really remember any of it at all either. Basically, the whole movie was just a ad for video games in California. But there's this part where, like, the dad of the of the kids that run away to go to California, the, he hates video games. He doesn't understand them, whatever. And then on this road trip, he, like, plays Ninja Turtles on the Nintendo, which is a terrible game, by the way. And then he just loves video games. And there's this scene where, like, uh, Ben Savage's brother is in a motel with his dad. And his dad is like David was in the beginning. And he's like, oh, I just, I just got to get the key and I got to defeat the barbarian. And it's like, <laughs> you're playing fucking Ninja Turtles. There's no keys and there's no barbarian. And that's what this episode reminds me of. It's like, video games are a thing and they can be anything. So let's make them whatever we want. You know, let's just use video game terms. Yes. If it's a TV show or a movie and you're having a character play a video game, just like mention that you're going to get to level seven and yeah, there's an evil wizard in there somewhere. There's always keys mm-hmm. and uh, may or may not be barbarians. Yep. Mention that you're going to get the high score always. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they grab the tiara and the witch comes out of nowhere and Ross is like, well, what do I do? And Sophie tells him to use the marbles. I don't know how she knew that he had the marbles, but whatever. He reaches into his pocket and he throws the marbles on the ground at the witch's feet, home alone style. And the witch dances around for a second before falling over. And Ross says, yes, Stee Reich. <laughs> good one, Ross. I know. <laughs> He's so funny. Such a good actor. <laughs> Sophie... <laughs> Sophie screams and this... Um, what did you think this guy looked like? I, I described him as like a kingly, king, kingy looking guy. I don't, what would he be? I don't know. Like a knave or something? I don't know. I don't know. 
anyway, so this <laughs> the guy that grabbed her at the beginning when she dropped the key, he grabs her again, and he's, he's this guy with the eye patch on. I said he looked kind of like a king, so we're going to go with that. Yeah, he's he's like a, the evil king or whatever. Although that yeah, doesn't really make sense, because if she's a princess, then that's like her dad? I'm going to go with a king from a warring castle. This pinball game just has a very rich history. It's got some fine lore. It's a Game of Thrones style. (laughs) War of the Twelve Kingdoms. War of the Throne and also the Crown slash Tiara slash whatever you want to call it. They are banned. All right. Ross brandishes the mace at him, but he's like, stand back, boy. The game is over. But Sophie tells Ross to get the Tiara to the third level. And she tosses that shit on the ground. She tells Ross to go get it and that this punk bitch can't hurt her. So Ross ignores Sophie, who is essentially getting strangled by this man. And he runs after the tiara that's sliding across the floor. But he can't seem to pick the damn thing up. It's going a little too fast for him. And he just like takes a couple steps and reaches for it. And then and takes a couple and he reaches for it. And he's like, he's like this slow bumbling idiot. Finally, he grabs it when it gets right next to the trash can. And he's like, oh, well, fuck, what now? And then these lights flash from the the trash can. And he reaches in there and he grabs the throne music box. And some victory jingle starts playing. And then the escalator lights up for the third level. It's at this point, after all of that, he says, oh, I know this. It's like the pinball game. If I crown Sophie on the throne, I win. It's like, what? He's been playing that pinball game for hours until the mall was closed and he's locked in there. So he's pretty familiar with the pinball game. I think it's safe to say. And he audibly said everything that happens in it. (laughs) He gets attacked by zombies and witches and like it doesn't (laughs) occur to him at all. (laughs) Yeah, that he's... I don't understand. (laughs) He's clearly in the pinball machine, like. He's been playing He's a game idiot. with zombies and witches, and then he encounters zombies and witches, which isn't a normal thing to happen yeah. to a person, so, you it, know. It doesn't make any sense, especially since he's essentially at the end of the game now, and now he's like, oh, all those things were all those things I just played fucking less than an hour ago. The zombies like, were like the zombies. <laughs> I'll give him that one, though. Those weren't zombies, so that was probably where the confusion happened. Yeah, I mean, he even defeated him the same way with water, like in the pinball game. Exactly. It's a very specific thing. Very specific Shyamalan twist. Yeah, I'm like, dude, of course it's a fucking pinball game. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have an interlude here where Kiki's like, so it's like <laughs> the pinball game he played earlier. I'm glad. This this is the first episode that doesn't have any midnight since then. Midnight Society interludes, and I didn't miss it at all, so I was happy I with didn't that. notice it as I was watching it. My wife is actually the one who pointed it out, but yeah, I enjoyed not being interrupted yeah. by the characters repeating what is happening on the screen. Yeah, I didn't really notice before, but it really broke the episode up in a bad way, so I'm glad that this didn't have it, and I don't think that any other episode will have it from now on, which is good. <sighs> It's odd because I do like the Midnight Society. Like, I'm attached to those characters, which is unfortunate because I know that they get shuffled in and out. But, yeah, they just never add anything to the story. So Ross sets the tiara on the ground, and he's like, oh, this throne is too small. And he sets it on the ground, and then the ground shakes a bunch, and the throne turns into this giant throne. And Ross is like, yeah, now this is more like it. And he sits down on the throne, and it... (laughs) It starts to move on its own <laughs> across the mall. <laughs> oh, man. I love this so much. It's very clearly it's like a, a guy. I mean, it's the, a motorized throne scooter. <laughs> well, it's just a guy pushing it, though, <laughs> from the back of it, which you can tell. But also they show that it is a guy pushing it from the back because he comes out. But before that happens... This, this throne is just gaining speed and um, out walks the witch in front of this giant spider web. And she's laughing. <laughs> and Ross puts his arms up because he's about to plow into this bitch. 
and then and then he does and that's the end of the witch she just gets taken the fuck just out just fucking runs her over with a throne <laughs> just just plows straight into her and she dies <sighs> cause of death run over by a throne yes couldn't have seen this one coming folks no not at all the throne comes to a stop and some dude from behind it who was obviously just pushing it comes out and just growls at Ross. He's just like, Arr! and Ross look, gets all scared and like, don't hurt me. <laughs> and then he pushes a button on an elevator. And this guy has some very skimpy leather clothing on. And it's kind of not appropriate for a kid's show. It's got like a leather skirt on. And I don't even know what to, to say for his, his upper half. It's like kind of a leather vest. Just showing off the goods. Yeah, he is. I guess you're just going to have to follow us on Instagram. That's at Private Island Presents. (laughs) I'll post a picture of this leather daddy. (laughs) Uh, The elevator door opens up and the king looking guy comes out and he grabs Ross and he says going down and he throws him into the elevator and then Ross is back at the beginning of the game again. Ah, shucks. Well... Certainly it's going to take him another 20 minutes to get back to the top. Nope, he just runs (laughs) up the stairs and says, water. And he uses the mace and he smashes the glass holding the super soakers and he says, I'm going to win this game. Yeah, I got to say, he grabs the mace and smashes the glass and he says, oh, so that's why Sophie said I needed the mace. Uh, I'm pretty sure most things would break that glass. He could have punched the glass. I mean, he could have headbutted that glass. (laughs) I was just going to say, yeah. He could have used anything. You don't need a goddamn mace to break a glass display. Mm-mm, not at all. But he grabs that super soaker, and then we are shown up on the third level, the zombie gentlemen are holding on to Sophie as the king guy laughs, and he sits on the throne, and the leather dude is about to crown him king when Ross says, freeze, and he's got the squirt gun. And yeah. Sophie's super excited to see him. And the King Eyepatch guy says, Don't be a fool, boy. You've lost. And Ross says, Look, I don't know what's going on here, and I don't know who you are, but if this is some kind of game, you're playing with the wrong guy, because I never lose. And the skimpy leather dude growls, and Ross shoots him with water, (laughs) and he vaporizes and poofs away. And then he aims the gun at the zombie gentleman and vaporizes them, too. He is just blasting everybody like he's fucking Rambo. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, ah. And everybody's like, ah. <laughs> Melting into oblivion. <laughs> Except for the witch, who didn't get to get melted because she got plowed over by a motorized fucking throne. <laughs> yeah, she's just a pile of broken bones and... <laughs> She's over there writhing in pain like Boston. <laughs> She's not quite dead yet. She's just screaming and twitching. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Uh, he gets a small victory jingle. And Ross says, I did it, Sophie. I beat him. Which, no, you didn't. You didn't vaporize the main... Like, you didn't even kill the main bad guy. <laughs> you killed the goons. And Sophie says, look out. And the kingly guy has the mace now and he bashes the squirt gun out of Ross's hands and he laughs. And then he tells Ross that the game isn't over unless all of the characters die. And he's advancing on Ross with his mace while laughing, saying, but I'm still here. You shouldn't play the game, boy, unless you know the rules. And they each get up on like a higher ground for some reason. And Ross says, this isn't a game. This is real. And when it's real, and he pulls out a mini squirt gun now, you can make up your own rules. And he smiles and he starts walking towards Eyepatch King, dude. And Eyepatch guy's like, no. And Ross says, you are out of here. <laughs> and he squirts the guy with the water. <laughs> and he slowly and painfully vapors. Leaving behind his coat. He's just like, no. It sounds like he's in pain. Water is the only thing more deadly than human science. Where did he get this mini water gun from? Was it also in the glass display? Because I didn't see it. It was in there too, yeah. Okay. It's got the big one and then like on a string it had the smaller one right next to it. Uh, 
Who would want that small gun? Mm. If you were in a shop Ross. and there were those two guns, they probably sell it as like a two, two, a twofer, if you will, a two pack. So Sophie runs up and they won the game. So she smooches his cheek and Sophie sits on the throne and covers up an eye patch king guy's clothes that he left behind after he got raptured, and asks Ross if he'll do the honors. So Ross crowns Sophie and she glows pink and flashes and disappears. And then Ross is back at the beginning again, and he's like, what happened? I won. I shouldn't be back here. And we hear some laughing, and Ross looks up, and we see Mr. Olson's face. And he says, you told me I could trust you, Ross, but you had to play the game, didn't you? And he laughs a bunch more, and he says, hope you enjoy your free games. You'll be playing them forever. And he laughs a whole bunch more, and you get a bird's eye view of Lil Ross in the pinball machine running around. And the camera shows Ross as he stops and he says, uh-oh. Because Mr. Olsen started playing the pinball machine and a giant pinball can be seen on the top of the escalator. And we get Gary's voiceover telling us that when Ross saw that ball, he knew he would never get out. The end. Yeah, that's uh, a horrifying ending. Pretty dark. I know, right? I think it's a little too dark. He beat the fucking gary game. seems to like these dark endings he does super specs and this both ended with people trapped for all eternity and in, in something yeah so here's what i thought about the ending or i, I guess the story altogether. they mentioned steven a few times right yeah i think the same thing happened to him yeah but i think like he just eventually died like i i like to think i don't like to but when ross starts playing the game the pinball machine him losing is like steven dying and then he gets put into it in his place well i mean you can see from mr olsen's perspective ross in the machine if steven was in there don't you think he'd be like hey is that fucking steven he's (laughs) little (laughs) yeah i guess you're right I mean, it makes sense. Like, it seems like, yeah, Steven definitely went through this and isn't around anymore. But, yeah, I just don't know how this all works. So, I gotta I gotta say. So, Sophie and the security guard and the weird hobo woman, they were all in the machine or in whatever Ross went through. Yeah. But they were also there in real life. So, how are they connected to this? Is Sophie part of mr olsen's foul plans or no is it just a coincidence i think it's ross's imagination it's hard like i said it's kind of like wizard of oz where like i think that it just kind of filled in the blanks and you know made like images of recent people that ross seen i guess yeah because it takes place in the mall which is a very specific thing. <laughs> There's this deleted scene when Ross gets out of the pinball machine and he's like in his bed and a uh, homeless witch lady's there and eye patch guy. And he's like, I had the weirdest dream and you were there, I witch. And you were there, <laughs> eye patch guy. It's crazy. I'd like to see that scene. And you were there, wait, mace wielding statue. <laughs> <laughs> and you were there, squirt gun. <laughs> yeah so back at the midnight society gary grabs the game boy and says here you go dave still want to give it a go and he throws it at david and david's like ah no way i think i've outgrown this it's all yours frank and he throws it to frank who says it's okay you got it kiki kiki catches it and says no you got it and gives it back to frank who throws it to gary and says you got it and gary says whoever's got the game just make sure the game doesn't got you and betty ann says good night And all the kids get up and they run away. They leave Gary behind. Gary looks into the camera and he says, until next time, dumps the water on the fire. And it was a very fitting season finale ending. So who ended up with the Game Boy? Gary. So was it Dave's Game Boy? I don't know. They act like they all share it. Except for Betty Ann. I, I assumed it was David's. And the Game Boys are expensive. Yeah, they sure were back He's then. He's just like, uh, you can have this shit. Like, what is, what is he going to do when he goes home? And his parents are like, where's your Game Boy? And he's like, oh, well, somebody told a scary story. So <laughs> I threw it at him. Yeah, right. Weird. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so overall, I enjoyed the story. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was It was a very fun episode. Until the horrif- horrifying ending. <sighs> so Gary's stories aren't scary at all, but 
they're entertaining. They're less horror and more weird sci-fi kind of things. Like I, I said about Super Specs as well. So if his stories, he gets the ideas from his dad's weirdo shop. Do you think his dad has a pinball machine? Yeah, he must. That's what I was thinking. He has a shitty pinball machine that has just this branching story arc. Multiple endings, DLC, PvP multiplayer. (laughs) Yep. So, The Tale of the Pinball Wizard. I like the name of it. I thought it was pretty good. It's a weird name, but it's fitting. Yeah, I mean, there's not any wizards, though, so I think we could probably make a better name for this. What do you think? Yeah, about the tale of the bossy princess. Oh, yeah, yep. The tale of the horrible shop. You have the tale of the unprofitable mall store. <laughs> the tale of the escalator ride. The tale of the free quarters. Oh, yeah. Uh, the tale of mall madness. The tale of the shitty acting. <laughs> the tale of the eye patch dude. <laughs> Still don't know what the hell he was supposed to be. I don't know. All right, Brandon. So next week... We're going to be recording our season one finale, season wrap-up episode. What do you think that's going to be about? I think that's going to be about a 12-year-old boy mm-hmm. Yes. who gets lost in a... I don't know. <laughs> I, don't have any, I think it's going to be a disaster. I think it's going to be a huge disaster. Nobody's going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun, too. You guys will have to join us next week. We're going to be... Uh, given a rundown of what uh, what we loved, what maybe what we didn't love, who we loved. We're just gonna do a bunch of rankings, and then it's gonna be great. You guys gotta, you guys will like it. I think. Lots of editing, hopefully. Maybe I probably won't say that in case I don't. You never know. Who knows? <laughs> I don't. I don't either. It's not next week yet, so who knows what's gonna fucking <laughs> happen. And then after that, we get started on season two and we get to see what Midnight Society member got banished. So excited. I know. I hope it's Frank. Oh, yeah. Who knows? You don't. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the show's like 20 years old, so lots of people do. So I don't know about you, Brandon, but I've been up all night. I'm getting tired. I'm playing video games all night long. Are you sleeping? all right well we will talk to you guys next week when we do our season wrap up can't wait unless it turns out terrible okay all right (laughs) good night everybody talk to you next week bye (laughs) bye I'm sorry, I don't really work here.